it's not that you as an individual you need to do things for people to see right so that they can really unleash your potential they really know your potential if you just start thinking that okay i have this potential someone should come and talk to me right right no that's not going to happen <laughs> you you have to you know uh, come out of your comfort zone do those things and really show to you the world the your potential yeah. and selfless approach that is what i would um, and that is what worked for me i mean i was not eyeing for something a title or a calm yeah. or anything i just helped selflessly so that is also very very important you know you don't do things in in uh, in uh, exchange of anything Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the Odd Man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, folks. I'm Audley Stevenson, and you've got it locked to another edition of The Audacious Living Podcast, hands down the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. And it's all, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to be here and continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. You've got it locked to episode 210 of the podcast, and we're dedicating this episode to the discussion around leadership. Uh, next to audacious is the topic of leadership is by far one of my favorite things to discuss, and uh, it's for this reason why I'm so, so pleased to have longtime leadership expert Rahul Sharma joining me on this edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. Uh, Rahul is a dynamic leader with, with years and years of experience. Experience. He comes from India and has dedicated his life to, to building mindsets that achieve excellence. So uh, now that the table is set and we're all prepared and ready to go, let's turn to my conversation with Rahul Sharma. Enjoy. Rahul, thank you for joining me today here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's, it's such a pleasure. I guess such a charge and thrill out of having uh, these energizing conversations with individuals. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Audrey, for having me here. And uh, whatever you're doing is just amazing. And uh, thank you for making the world a better place to live. I'm do just doing my part, just as you are too, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to spend some time significantly in the realm of leadership, which is a space that you play a lot in. You've got several, several years in, 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 the, in the leadership scope. And, and uh, where I, I want to go back to the beginning, if you will, and I, and I say that in a sense from uh, when, you're, when, you, uh, when what your first leadership um, experience was, what that was. And, and, and the reason why I ask is, um, I, I know for myself, um, the very first time I was in a leadership role, I didn't know I was in one until I got there. Right? Yeah. Um, I didn't understand it fully. And, 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 and leadership, as you know, it's... it's it's, it's, it's a huge topic and it encompasses so much. And uh, it really takes some time to understand it. And part of the understanding is your role and then, and then how that impacts others. So I'm just curious, you know, what, what, the, what your origin story in, in, in leadership look like? 
Yeah, so uh, it's, it's so funny when it happened, I was not knowing that, okay, I'm taking charge as a leader. And it was in, um, I would say four, around fourth grade or fifth grade when we were playing uh, games, inter-class inter games. So we used to have a team and there was no one who was leading it. Right. And we were not knowing who we should make as a captain. And it was more like a round robin and then as we progress, we realize that some of us are really good at it. And we started uh, by default taking that uh, ownership of guiding people. Mm. And that's where, you know, the team made me a captain of uh, one of the sports. And that's where I realized that, oh, this is what leadership. And uh, at my home, my, my dad has been leader uh, for long. So I've been seeing him. Right. So I was very fortunate to observe him and, and uh, get to know things right very close at home. Right, right. I, I, I can remember, I probably was probably around that age as well. And I was, I was at a, um, um, I was going to a day camp, right? I was, I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. I was at this day camp and uh, there, there were younger kids in the group as well. And it was a little young, and I forget the young man's name, but whatever reason, he gravitated to me and he always wanted to hold my hand as we went on these different excursions. And I remember one of the camp counselors saying to me, oh, you know, you are going to be a great leader one day. And I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was babysitting, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was doing anything in the leadership sphere. But what, it, what, 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 and it wasn't until several years later when you reflect back, you start to understand better. And really, when we talk about leadership or, 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 or what, what, what encompasses leadership is really our ability to impact others and how we can impact others. So I wonder, so, you know, bearing that, I wonder if you have, and I know everyone's definition isn't the exact same per se, because depending on, you know, their experiences with it, I wonder what, what your definition of leadership looks like. So, so before I answer that, I just wanted to share one more thing. The legacy is coming back at my home. My daughter is a fourth grader right now. And she has some kindergartners who are her followers. <laughs> and what she does is out of five days in a week, two days she works or uh, she volunteers at cafeteria, helping the kindergartners, uh, opening their uh, you know, lunch boxes or helping them with the, uh, the spoons. So it's the legacies coming back. So I also started, since you asked that question, Yes. Uh, when I started, though, it's the fourth, fifth grader, and that is how, where she is. Right. Um, for leadership, um, I would say you don't become, leadership for me is not a title. Leadership is a, leadership for me is a personality. Yes. And it is the people who makes you a leader. It is not who you make, uh, you make people leader. People makes you a leader. Right, right. And I have learned this when I started my professional journey uh, early. I, I was, I joined as an entry-level talent mm -hmm. for an organization in India. And I was responsible for managing the human resources team for hundreds of our employees. Okay. And it's just happened that I, people started coming to me and asking for help, asking for advice. And as an HR, they, they come to me, but then it was not HR related. It was more their professional related. Uh, it was more their advice for how they can work um, well within the team. Yes. So I feel that um, as a leader, you know, you have to have that selfless approach. 
you should not be thinking that if I help him, what am I going to get in return? Right, right, right. Uh, it's, that's selfless. And this is something I have learned from my father. He has never worked for any name, fame. He just did his work, went above and beyond uh, to the call of duty. And that's the trait I'm very fortunate that I have from him. Yes. And uh, that's what uh, I'm teaching my kids. So uh, for me, that is what leadership, you know, selfless approach. Yeah. Whatever you can, however you can, go and help. I, 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 I love the inclusiveness of the word selfless only because um, it, it does speak to the fact that, you know, the leadership is, is about impact and how you impact others and the idea. And I think, uh, you know, one of, the, one, one, of the, one of the terms, servant leadership, we hear that a lot too, right? Where, where you're putting the needs of others first. Mm-hmm. Um, you care about others' well-beings first. Um, you know, what matters to them, you know, takes precedent. These are, the, you know, the, 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 these things are, are a shift, right? Because once upon a time in, in the leadership sphere, you were talking about, you know, people's happiness or how, what, what love had to do with leadership. These things weren't included. And, uh, but but we, 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 we've seen a shift, which I, I think is a shift in the right direction because that's truly sort of what, what leadership is. And so um, I, I wonder if you sort of talk, when we talk about sort of the, the, the when you can have an impact on someone um, because you care about them, right? And what that does from a, uh, from a productivity standpoint, like if you're working for a company and, and you know the company cares for you, you want to do more, you want to contribute more, you want to care about what the you know, organization is going. I wonder if you started to talk about that because I think there's some significance there. Absolutely. So as a leader, we should not be waiting for opportunities to come on our lap. Mm we should be reading those opportunities and grabbing those opportunities and find a way to help others. For me, um, in my corporate world, I was doing one role as a leader for seven people, seven individuals. Mm -hmm. I realized as as I was doing it, my leader, he was struggling a lot to make things happen. He was falling short of hours. He was falling short of manpower. And I realized that, man, if I work a little extra, maybe come an hour early or go a little uh, an hour late, can contribute to this individual. Yeah. So I started helping him without him asking me for help. I realized that, okay, he needs help. So as simple as, you know, interviewing candidates. Okay. So uh, the first level interview. So I was able to do that first level interview for him. So that you know he can get shortlisted candidates. Right. Um, uh, making sure that uh, administration. So we used to offer tea and snacks to our employees. So talking to that vendor, making sure that the right amount of stuff is coming. So I started taking those opportunities, and what it helped me early is it gave me a jump in my career. So within one year, my manager realized that what work Rahul is doing. It's, it's too short for him. He's capable of doing much more. Mm-hmm. So he took me out from that role and positioned me in a different leadership role where I was not just leading a team, I was leading an operation, an mm-hmm. India operation for 200 people. So it just helped me. So it was not that he asked me, I went I, I, and, I, and honestly, it was a selfless approach. Right. I never asked him that, okay, how much will be my commission? How much will be my salary if I'm coming early or going late? Right. No, that was not ever the intention. The intention was to help. 
Mm. And that is what my leader saw in me and probably gave me the opportunity to help him. And that leader today is a friend of mine. He's no more a, is my manager. He's a family. We are bonded for life. I love, I love so I love that story. Um, uh, and, and well, as part, especially the latter part where, you know, that became a friendship and a connection. Yeah. Um, but the idea of a leader looking at someone and seeing the potential, because that's really what, we, what, what we, you're, you're telling it. You're telling it, you're illustrating a story of potential. Someone saw something in you that, that, and wanted to bring that out, you know, dust it off, shine it off and make it brighter so they can elevate you into a better situation. And, 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 and when you talk about the, I mean, look, I, I, I can't think of a better way to make someone feel better about themselves and recognize their potential. Like just mm-hmm. seeing them, because what you're doing, you're seeing them for who they are. You're recognizing their greatness, recognizing their strengths, and you're putting them in a position. And so that, that, that's what I'm hearing from you in that illustration, which is fantastic. Absolutely. I would add here is, if I would have not done that going extra mile, yeah. he would have not seen that potential. Yeah. So it's not that you as an individual, you need to do things for people to see. Right. So that they can really unleash your potential. They really know your potential. If you just start thinking that, okay, I have this potential. Someone should come and talk to me. Right, right. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you, you have to, you know, uh, come out of your comfort zone, do those things and really show to you the world the, your potential yeah. and selfless approach. That is what I would um, and that is what worked for me. I mean, I was not eyeing for something, a title or a calm yeah. or anything. I just helped selflessly. So that is also very, very important. You know, you don't do things in in uh, in uh, exchange of anything. I, I wonder if you can throw out a few other things that leaders can do that can have tremendous impact on the people that you meet or their followers. So uh, one of the things that I have learned and I have doing it is giving empowerment to people. Uh, many a times, leaders little uh, they become little sca- scared. May not be the right word, but they, uh, they they feel that if their team members do a better job, they will take over your position. Mm, mm. And I have noticed that because of that fear, they refrain for sharing the knowledge, sharing the information. And my, my philosophy is if I have to hire a team member, I want to hire someone who is smarter than me. <laughs> yes. So that, you know, they can, uh, because if, when they are doing good, automatically I as a leader is also doing good. So that is one thing, empowering people, you empower people. Number two, it's about the self-care, that, that you do it for yourself and you make sure your people are doing. I'm very, very critical about, you know, when my people are spending uh, long hours or when right. they are spending time over the weekend for any project yes, yes, to yes. make sure that they get that cushion and, and they make sure, I make sure that they are going, uh, they're taking care of themselves. So that uh, extra care uh, about it. And the third and most important is the family touch. It is not that one person who is doing, who's working in front of you. It is the village that is behind him who is supporting him, his neighbors, his friends, his his spouse, parents, siblings, they all are supporting that person because of which he or she is able to give that extra mile or give that power to you and your organization. So 
uh, help family, you know, bring the, uh, make sure that they are uh, recognized and they are uh, you know, applauded for what they have been doing. I particularly love that last point because it's really easy to look at someone and just see them as that, that them, them alone. But there are oftentimes, we've all got our own backstory, right? And we've got people behind us. We didn't get to where we are by ourselves. And there's people out there that are encouraging us, that are supporting us, that are relying on us. And so, you know, to be able to see all of that. And really, when I think about, you know, when I think about someone, you know, when someone sees you for who you are, that feels good. Absolutely. Oh, man, that feels good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, I, I really, uh, really like that when, when your true self is being seen. Um, when uh, people see in your eyes that, hey, this person is not having any wrong effect or wrong intention. This person is going above and beyond to help me. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, the other thing that leaders are often required to do is to, to, to build teams. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, people together and to mobilize and 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 to do all of these things to get your you know to get the, the organization a better place um it's not an easy job right i mean to create a, a harmonious inclusive collaborative uh environment you know it's, it's not always easy i wonder if perhaps you can talk about some of the challenges that leaders face or maybe why it is difficult for leaders to, to build these types of teams so in my experience, one of the things I have noticed that it becomes challenging because of the talent. You don't get people with the right skill set. And I, and I have... As in people, people in the right roles, you mean? Is that what you mean? So, so let's say if you have to make a, a performing team, okay. it's just not about the skill set. Whereas most of the people, they look for the skills in the people. But what I have come to conclusion is skill is not about the skill. It is about the attitude mm. that, that makes a difference. It is about their ability to learn. Uh, it is about their potential uh, to go that extra mile. Yes. And when you build a team on these aspects, which is the attitude, the, the potential, their learnability, it becomes a realer team. Um, whereas when you are just looking for the technical skills or yes. a specific skills, then yes, you may have a, a team, but probably uh, we may not be able to make things in, in one go because everyone will be having a different attitude. Um, so, so that is one of the challenges that I have found um, in, in my early stages as a leader. Right. And see, everyone wants to work or it's not that people, when they join corporate America, they come with a mindset that, man, I don't want to work, but just get my paycheck, right? right. I don't want to work. Right. It is a leader, the environment we provide to them. Are we giving them the right environment? Are we giving them the respect that they deserve? Are we giving them the opportunity to learn for them to do better job? And... Um, we, we make that mistake very often where we don't give these opportunities. We don't give them the respect that they do. Uh, we always try to tell, hey man, I have done this before. You know what? Just do this way. Whereas when they are bringing new ideas. Right, right. The second thing which I have noticed mm -hmm. is when you have five people in your team, yes. you as a leader need to adapt five different styles 
no, no. To, to, to get uh, work accomplished. So as a manager, I may have a style. As a leader, I may have a style. But that one style will not work with all the people. Mm. Because every individual is different. So I need to know the concept of the situational leadership. I need to know uh, the concept of you know coaching that this person may not want coaching on direction. This person just need my support as a mentor, yeah. right? So, so sometimes we we leader make that mistake. We follow same approach with yeah. all yeah. the team members. Same blanket, yeah, yeah, and then we wonder that why things are not happening. <laughs> Well, and I want I want to build off that point because there there there, there there's, that that's, that requires something very important from the leader or the person in that leadership role, and that means they've got to take the time to understand and know that person. Because Absolutely. if you take that time to understand, know that person, you know what ticks, you know what doesn't work, you know what like it, you know may, maybe I'm a visual learner and I learn best visually as opposed to you just telling me right. Mm -hmm. And so knowing these things can help further you know, the, the mission that much quicker. Absolutely, absolutely. Learning style. Uh, there are people you know, who learn uh, by reading or learn by doing. Now, if I don't know that as a leader, uh, I will not be able to do a good job uh, gotcha. of that person. Another thing which most of the leaders, they fail um, are in, in my, and that is in my experience, we often do not use this four word, which is, I need your help. Ah. Somehow we feel that as a leader, we have to do everything. <laughs> no. If I am not able to get work done or I'm not able to get along with orderly, then I need to find another leader who could help me, who could be a mentor to wow. orderly and probably give me inputs. Mm -hmm. Somehow we feel that if I go and ask for help, it is seen as my incompetency. Gotcha. And what happens is eventually, since the rapport is not being built up between Ardley and her his manager, things will not work out and either they will look out for a new job or they look out for a new team and eventually it will be a lose-lose. So uh, as leaders, we should be Vulnerable, vulnerable enough to go out and ask for help. Gotcha, gotcha. Put it, let, let, let our guard down, right? And I mean, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why I think it's so important that leaders do their own work internally and know themselves and understand themselves. Because for example, if I reckon, or, and even your biases, all those things, because if, if, if I know, for example, that uh, I, in order for me to function a certain way, I require, I've got to do some internal work if I don't do that work, then I can't get my job done effectively because I'll have that, there'll, there'll be that constant block in my way. Absolutely. That is why you're heading is limiting belief. Mm. Uh, if I have a limiting belief, I will not be able to get away with it. So right. I, as a leader, I need to be aware of my limiting belief and I need to work towards it. So it's very, very important. You, you, I, I know you, 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 you talk a lot uh, about positive mindset and mindset shifts. I want to sort of expand on that a bit further and, and why that's so significant in the leadership sphere. So I, I, for me, it's all about the mindset because yeah. the right mindset helps you 
take right thoughts in your mind and allow you to take right action. So I have this concept, which I mentioned in my book, uh, Early in Habits for Miracles, the concept of circle of happiness. Okay. And it is all in our hand. Being happy is in our hand because it is our choice. Yes. And uh, if my mindset is right, uh, first of all, how my mindset can be right if I'm injecting positive talks, positive thoughts. So those positive mind talk allows me to have a positive mindset. Positive mindset allows me to have positive thoughts in my mind, yes, eventually yes. leading to positive action, eventually leading to a positive and healthier life. So it's, it's the mindset at which you go, whether you're a sports person, what is your mindset? Maybe you may be playing with the toughest team, but what is your mindset? Um, and I re uh, recently watched uh, this uh, Bucks uh, player Ante de Pompo's interview when an interviewer asked him about um, a question like, hey, do you term this season uh, as a failure? I know what you're talking about. Right? And, and, and he said it so nicely that hey, in sports, there is no failure, man. It's just the experience, it's the learning. Yeah. So same thing in life. There is no failure. Uh, failure, I fail. I mean, I, I learned from our uh, ex-president in India. He used to say, fail is an acronym for first attempt in learning. F-A-I-L. Oh, I love that one. First attempt in learning. So we should always be looking at it as, as, as a learning rather than thinking about that, man, I could not do that. Oh, I failed. It's okay, man. <laughs> we will fail. Yeah. We will fail. If we do not try, then we will not know whether this is for us or not. That's right. And I think, I think there's so much, so I love the, I love the, the acronym because, uh, you know, you, I, I, I think of the game of baseball, man, they, they give you three strikes for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. No one is expected to hit the first one out of the park and you might not hit the second, and you may not even get the third one out of the park, right? If you think about right. it, it's not about, it's, it's not about hitting out of the park solely, it's about the process of learning and getting better through those experiences. And, you know, um, you, 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 you think of the, the Wright brothers when they were trying to you know, make an airplane, right? I'm oh, sure yeah. they had a few versions that didn't work out, Absolutely. but they took from that and they built on that. And so that's what really we're, 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 what we need to shift our focus on. So I think that's a really, um, a really good example. I'm glad that you, you raised that. Uh, the other thing that failing can do, um, if we focus on the failing part, it can impact our happiness. I know happiness is something else that you also uh, feel is valuable and important in the leadership context. I uh, wonder if you could talk about the significance of happiness. So uh, if we are happy, we can make our team member happy, <laughs> sure. right? So this is always I tell to my leaders, whenever you have, or you had any constructive dialogue with a team member, you know, where you have to let them know that, man, this is not what you're doing is right. And, and it is a tough dialogue, sensitive dialogue. Yes. I always tell them that before they leave office or before they close their business, make sure you connect with them and read their mindset. Mm. Because the moment we accept the role of a leader, we become the topic at the dinner table. Whether it is positive or not so positive, yeah. people are talking about us. So you need to decide what in which way you want people to talk about you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's so important. And then if our mind or if our day is not going good, no one has given rights to play with anyone's career or anyone else's mindset. Right? It is our maturity to take a time off if it is required or reschedule the conversation because we are not at the right mindset. Right. So when sometimes I have seen that the leader is not at the right mindset and that yeah. person you know, takes away the happiness from others. Uh, we should be the one who is giving positivity to our team, who is giving happiness to other teams, not taking away their happiness. Yes. yes. So it's very, very important um, how we, we, and as I said earlier, happiness is our choice. Yes. It's, it's no one else's choice. So we want to make that conscious effort to be happy, specifically when we are with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have... Um, watch a couple of videos from actors uh, and I'm, this is more about the Indian actor and there was one movie I was watching and it was a very comedy scene. Later I, re- I, I learned that the actress when she was shooting mm-hmm. a day before she lost her father. Wow. And in the interview what she told me was, or what she told the audience that whatever has happened has happened in real life. I'm as an actor, I, I, people are expecting things. My, my production house has spent money to travel me to this uh, foreign location or a different location. I cannot play with other people's sentiments. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so that is that maturity. That is what uh, we as a leader, we need to focus on that we have a moral responsibility yeah. to, for the people who work with us. And also recognizing the impact that we have too, right? Like and, and, and the, the, power, the power of leadership and, and the kind of impact I can have on others. And so the onus is on me to do everything I possibly can to be in that positive mindset, to keep that attitude excited and happy and high because it will filter down to others. Absolutely, correct, correct. I love it, I, I so love it. Um, so you, you, you made reference to Habits for Miracles uh, your book, right? So maybe there's an opportunity to kind of talk about that. Um, uh, so, so I guess maybe what are the, so there's miracles in the in the leadership realm. Uh, I mean, I know it's not, it's not always it's not always easy, but are you saying we have to have a miracle to be effective leaders? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so the way I, I talk about miracle is anything that you think you are not capable of, and you make it happen. I term that as a miracle. Okay. Anything which is not in your comfort zone, you do it, it's a, it's a miracle. So uh, miracle is not that supernatural power that most of us might think around it. Um, a buzzer beater for a sports person could be a miracle. Sure. Um, someone, uh, no, for a student getting admission into an Ivy League could be a miracle. Uh, someone fighting a patient with cancer, overcoming that disease is a miracle. So the word miracle means different to different people. And I have used uh, miracles as an acronym to talk about eight habits that if we inculcate in us, it will allow us to do things that in itself would be a miracle. Okay. So that's what I talk about in my book. Uh, And it is all about the positive uh, it's about people who are struggling, who thinks that, who goes into that self-pity mode, 
that everything bad happening in the world is happening to me. Uh, if that is that thought process, you know, this book is for them. Gotcha. Um, th that will be, uh, you know, it could be a game changer in my opinion. So, so uh, I'm not going to necessarily ask you for all eight of them, but I'd love to hear a few of these of these miracles. So uh, M uh, stands for Mind Talk. Uh, late. So Mind Talk is you talk to yourself. You you talk oh. positive to your own mind because mind is having an enormous power. It's a superpower. And the good part is our mind is not as intelligent as we think <laughs> because our mind cannot differentiate between what is real and what is imaginary. So if you are able to fake your mind by, you know, by feeding the positivity in your mind, it allows you to keep your uh, body happy. If it allows you to keep uh, your stressful stress uh, parameter low and, and right. make you your anxiety free. So that is one mind talk. The other thing, sorry, and I want I want to just the the mind talk for me. I I, I I love it only because I really truly believe that you know the more, the most powerful conversations that we can have are the ones in, in, inside of our head. And so if we're if we're we're beating up ourselves or minimizing our actions or belittling ourselves or and sometimes we, oh I'm so so stupid I don't know why I, I I think those things can have negative impact whether we realize or not whether even we mean it or not I still think that it can have a negative impact so it's so so important that the positive conversations that happen in our heads correct correct uh, the other thing which and I'm only talking about the other one uh, because as you mentioned I want to talk to only few yeah. is about listening. <sighs> And listening in the book, hardly um, I'm talking about more from a listening to our own self. Listening to others is fairly uh, a topic which many people talk about. I'm focusing on listening to ourselves because sometimes the best answers lies within our own self. So we need to take those moments of silence. We need to uh, give that time to our own self where we are where we can listen to our own self. Uh, so, so that is the L in the word miracle. Um, the other thing uh, I would talk about the A in miracle, um, it's about analyzation. Okay. It's many, as we were talking earlier, most of the time we ourselves don't know who we are. Mm. So this, we need to spend time in knowing who we are as a person. Uh, what are our strengths? Where, what, which are the areas that we fall short? Um, and once we know all these things, we can be a better individual. We can be a better coach. We can be a better leader, a better parent, a better student. Uh, so, so these are the three, uh, you know, habits that I talk about: mind talk, uh, listening to self, and uh, analyzation. Yeah, the, I, again, the, 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 and I think we talked earlier about the analyzation and what we've got to do for ourselves individually. Because if we're not doing that work, you know, we're not going to have that that happiness. You know, we talked about happiness a little bit, or or, or get that well-being or joy, right? Mm -hmm. And these are all wonderful things that we can pass along to our followers as leaders. And and if we bear that in mind, I think we can also understand, you know, what our true impact can really be. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, this has been such a delight. Uh, tell, tell our listeners about your, your book again and where they can get a copy and if they want to check it out. 
So my uh, my ebook is available on all the major platforms uh, early. My print book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Uh, they can also uh, log into my website, my book website, which is Habits for Miracles. And four is number four. It's not F-O-R, so Habits for Miracles.com. And they can uh, know more about the concept of the book and they can know uh, the places where they can buy. Amazing. I think, again, I just, I, 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 I love the dialogue around, again, the, the, the positive mindset. That's mm -hmm. so, so important. I think oftentimes, particularly new leaders, they don't recognize this right away and they come into a job and they come into a role and it's about, let's, let's, let's jump into it right away and make it about others and but not looking at what they have to do for themselves. So I think if more people took that, took that time, right? Took some space and understood what was happening to them and around them and what's happened within themselves, you know, I think the impact would be even far greater. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, yep. man. Rahul, thank you for, for, for being here. Thank you for, for sharing. Again, so much of this podcast, uh, you know, we, we encourage individuals to, to live their best audacious lives. And, and sometimes to do that, you've got to take that first step. And, and if that step isn't to leadership, right? As a, and again, new leaders, if you're stepping into leadership for the first time, that is a very important step because it's not only about you, it's about others as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Arlie, for a great conversation. And thank you for having me here. All, all the best for who will take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Back, we are here on the podcast, and much thanks and appreciation goes out to Rahul for being here and leading, leaving us with some really, really good leadership info, insights. So again, Rahul, thank you uh, for doing so. Do remember his book, Habits 4, that's the number four, Habits for Miracles, is available at his website, and you'll see the URL down below. And I encourage you to go ahead over and pick yourself up a copy. Uh, certainly a great read. You know, I truly appreciated so much what Rahul had to share with us today, but if there's just one thing I take from the chat that we had, it would have to be this. In today's rapidly evolving business landscape, leaders must possess the audacity to challenge the status quo, take calculated risks, and inspire their teams to reach new heights. Leaders through their actions can foster innovation, drive growth, propel organizations forward, and quite frankly, make everyone around them better. Let's explore a few key strategies for leaders to embrace audacity and create a culture of boldness within their teams. Leaders who foster a growth mindset create an environment that values learning, experimentation, and continuous improvement. Encouraging employees to see failures as opportunities for growth rather than setbacks cultivates audacity. By embracing failure as part of the journey towards success, leaders inspire their teams to take risks and to think creatively. Leaders must embody audacity in their own actions and decisions. By taking bold steps, such as challenging conventional wisdom or pursuing ambitious goals, leaders set the tone for the rest of their teams. When, when employees witness their leader's audacity, they feel empowered to step out of their own comfort zones and push uh, the boundaries of what is possible. Audacity thrives in an environment that nurtures innovation and creativity. Leaders should encourage employees to, to share their ideas, experiment, experiment with new approaches, and challenging existing processes. 
By providing the necessary resources and support, leaders create a safe space where audacious thinking can flourish. Leaders should empower their teams by, by delegating authority and granting autonomy. By entrusting employees with very important responsibilities, leaders not only demonstrate confidence in their abilities, they also provide them with, with opportunities to exhibit this audacity that we've been talking about. When employees have ownership over their work and decision-making, they are far more likely to take bold actions and push those boundaries. Audacious leaders understand that change is inevitable and necessary for any form of real substantial growth. They embrace uncertainty and proactively seek out opportunities for innovation. By championing a, a culture of adaptive, adaptive, adaptability and encouraging employees to embrace change rather than fear it, leaders create an environment where audacity thrives. Failure is an inherent part of audacious endeavors. Leaders should encourage your teams to view failures as valuable learning experiences and celebrate the lessons they provide, and they certainly do. By sharing stories of failures and subsequent successes, leaders demonstrate that audacity we've been talking about that requires resilience and setbacks should not deter one's pursuit of bold ideas. Demonstrating audacity in the workplace is essential for leaders to foster innovation, inspire their teams, and drive organizational growth. By encouraging a growth mindset and leading by example, promoting innovation and empowering employees by embracing change and celebrating failures, leaders can create an environment where audacious thinking is not only accepted, but also embraced. Embracing audacity is a transformative leadership mindset that propels individuals and organizations towards new possibilities and extraordinary audacious achievements. We've sadly come to the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I th send my thanks and appreciation to all our amazing listeners and those lovers of audaciousness for their ongoing support. Uh, it's been tremendous and, and so, so much appreciated. Of course, I remind you for all those Spotify users, do know that uh, there is a poll and a question feature built in the Spotify platform in which you can engage with this particular episode. We've got a poll. And again, you can let us know how you felt about it. And I'd encourage you to check that out uh, again for our Spotify users. Um, and I, again, I, I have a check it out, uh, engage. I, I certainly look forward to reading your comments. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.